0: (音楽) . Hello and welcome to The Least Worst Alternative with Guy and Sean. Our take on the week's news, national and international. Both Guy and I have worked in finance and he's also been a marketing director for some of the UK's biggest names. I've worked for a major trade union in the civil service and we'd like to give you our views on what's happening in the world. We're soon rebranding as Riff Raff News, but in the meantime, Please enjoy The Least Worst Alternative.
1: Good afternoon, Guy. Good afternoon, Sean. How are you?
0: I'm all right, thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, apart from the, as you know, the inevitable fractures that I'm still seeing out. I won't be back in full-time action for six to eight weeks, I believe. Then I'll be back at my premiership best.
1: Well, you will. You come back stronger. I think that's what they say, isn't
0: it? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I might have put a, a my price might have gone down on the market, so I'm I'm not being headhunted just at the moment. And obviously, I'm out of the World Cup. But other than that, I'll, as you say, come back stronger and ready to go. So, well, I've
1: I've got my boots ready because you, with all these England players uh, being injured, yeah, I think there might be room on the plane for me when you say you've got your boots ready, those are with the steel
0: toe caps. <laughs>
1: yeah, That's <laughs> right. And proper laces, none and of these synthetic stuff. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I a mean, big skin ball or whatever it was. And
0: absolutely balls that used to <laughs> leave an indent in your head when you headed yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's um it. yeah, so um so what's caught your eye this week then, Guy?
1: Well, it's it's kinda of been interesting, hasn't it? We we've we've got um we've got an old friend's come back and caught our eye. Uh, Sir Gavin Williamson, so we should talk about him and what he's allegedly been up to or been up to. Uh, I think we we must talk about COP27 Mm. and the sort of initial soundings coming out from there and then uh, if time allows maybe the latest sort of trickling out about the 17th of November autumn statement so that's there were three good subjects
0: yeah it's a full-blown one isn't it as well yeah yeah Yeah, they sound very good yeah before we do that perhaps we can take a minute to um, to talk about our rebranding which is coming up
1: isn't it in the next yes we should do that
0: in the next few weeks um we're changing our name Uh, what's the new name remind me
1: Riffraff news. Boom, boom, boom.
0: Why? Um, where's the inspiration for riffraff news? Then.
1: Well, we we think we think news is fundamentally riffraff. Uh, yes. The, the the people in the news, the people talking about the news, very much riffraff. And we think we're we're part of that. that we're part of the riffraff. Well. Raff, yeah. We are the riffraff. Yeah. <laughs> definitely
0: it's it's news coming up from from the riffraff or coming down from the riffraff depending on which way you want to look at it i guess
1: yep told by the riffraff about the riffraff to the riffraff that's it are you calling (laughs) our listeners riffraff no 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 not not at all they're the most
0: educated sophisticated um and and best people you could ever hope to meet that's Uh, it and they know a good podcast when they hear one they do so, Riff Raff News, and that, that's coming up in the, in the next couple of podcasts, and uh, the branding and, and the, the pictures and everything will change. Although yeah, got a lot
1: of budget behind it. So. It has, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yes.
1: So, we had the uh, situation with Sir Gavin Williamson, mm. uh, who was brought back into Cabinet, Yes. Uh by Sunak, we're a minister without portfolio. We like a minister without portfolio, don't we? not entirely sure. What on earth are they doing? But anyway, uh, and then he's been involved in this bizarre spat by text or WhatsApp with the former chief whip Wendy Wendy Morton, mm. uh, and by all accounts, and it's very much out there in the open, isn't it? By all accounts, he really wasn't happy about not being invited to the Queen's funeral, mm. um, presumably meaning the service uh, yes. as opposed to anything else, or maybe that, that gathering with the King beforehand, but who knows. Mm. And and it got really deep and personal and quite bizarre. And and the texts are, are there, aren't they, and published? Yeah, yeah. So, so there's just so many things spring to mind. I mean, the first thing is, why would anyone behave like that? in politics, business or life in general. Uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's he's, bonkers.
0: He d- does come across as quite entitled, doesn't he? As though he he expects that he should be um, receiving... I mean, you can't... Un- difficulty understanding why, given he's a backbencher, why he thinks he should receive a, an invite to the Queen's funeral. I'm a bit, a bit confused as to...
1: Yeah, I think he was, or is... Um, member of the privy council so whether that's something to do with it but but you know it, it there were obviously limited numbers uh to accommodate guests from all over the world mm. um but anyway so there was there was that sort of question well, why why behave like that and then the other one was uh how much of this did Rishi Sunak know mm. before he appointed him because obviously this all went on before he appointed his cabinet before he even got the job as prime minister. Mm.
0: Didn't didn't Rishi Sunak say, or sources close to Rishi Sunak say that um, he'd been aware that there was some sort of dispute between uh, Sagav and uh, and Wendy Morton, but he wasn't aware of the details.
1: Well, he, they may have done, but I don't believe that for one minute. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it does question as <laughs> to
0: no due diligence. You'd think. You'd you'd check if there's some sort of dispute going on, what it is before you appoint
1: him, wouldn't you? Yeah, a quick word with <laughs> with the, sort of your top civil servant. Just just let me know what it's all about, will you? Yeah. And uh, b- but he he either didn't do that or did it, and is not telling us he did it. But either way, it's another appointment which is so against everything he said when he stood outside Number Ten about mm. integrity, honesty, professionalism. I think they were the three things he said. Yeah. And uh, you know, it doesn't it it doesn't make any sense. And if he didn't know about it, he clearly now does, and the rest of the country knows. I don't see that um, this guy can remain in cabinet. No, it it
0: does. Uh, although he's said he's got his full confidence today isn't he he's he's come out and said that um that he you know he's giving him his full backing but I'm not quite sure what he's giving him his full backing with in the sense that um that hmm. he's um he's he's not well he must be doing something I guess but I'm not quite sure what he's doing what do ministers without portfolio do other than they're like the reserves aren't they they're on the they're on the bench if 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 somebody else is out of action for a while, I presume.
1: I guess it's something like that. It must be you know you're your you're prime minister. You think of all the people you owe something to, mm. and you've you've got them, and you've <laughs> slotted them all in, and there's one or two left over. It's a bit like when you organise a wedding, isn't it? And yeah. You've got a you know you've you've only got so many people who can have at the do, and you've got a couple left over, so you invite <laughs> them to the evening do.
0: So you're, sit, you're sitting in the antechamber yeah, of, of Number Ten, and, and out comes the secretary and says, "Rishi, we'll see you now." And, and you go in and, and, and sit sit down, Gav. Uh, I wonder what what have you got for me, Rishi? What have you got for me? Um, what about if I see a bit of minister without portfolio, you can see the face drop, can't you? I don't, I don't. It's not um, it's not one of the great ministries of state, is it? come in <laughs> I
1: think that might be Sir Gav, Sir Gav.
0: <laughs> Sir you're here. looking for a portfolio <laughs> yeah so I don't um poor old Gav mind you, he was the one who told the Russians that they should shut up and go away wasn't it when he was um he was foreign secretary or defense secretary he was one of the two wasn't he? he was quite um he had a portfolio then um but this well that,
1: that that obviously worked yeah uh, but oh unfortunately he's one of those guys who is is famous for things that didn't go too well didn't he so they got mm. the what was it the algorithm for GCSE and uh, a-level yes. results the hokey cokey with schools being opened <laughs> and closed and in fact opened and then closed at lunchtime uh, during covid And before that, some pretty heavy-handed stuff as Chief Whip. Mm. So He kept a tarantula
0: in his drawer, didn't
1: he? I haven't heard that. that? A live one?
0: A live one, apparently, yeah.
1: Why would you do that?
0: Um, Well, I don't know. You'd have to ask him, I guess. I I don't know whether he used that to intimidate people to fall into line with government whipping or whether it was just uh, he liked furry... Um, I was going to say andropoids, they're not andropoids, are they? What are they called? What do you call spiders in Latin?
1: I'll let you come round. <laughs> sure.
0: Arachnids—that's the word I'm looking for. Arachnids. I know
1: it's arachnophobia if you don't like them, so yeah. it has to be. Have to see. Maybe, maybe he just he just enjoyed it if somebody was in the office and somebody said, "Oh, have you got a spare pencil?" And he go, "Oh yeah, put put <laughs> a look in the drawer over there." <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's funny psychology,
0: isn't it? Because that was what um, we're veering off the subject a little bit here, but. That was Never. what they said that um, Putin did, didn't he, with uh, Angela Merkel. Did you hear about that? <laughs> that that Putin, Putin got wind of the fact that um, Angela Merkel didn't like dogs at all. And there's a picture of her and Putin meeting on, there on her next visit to Moscow. And he brought this huge great black St. Bernard thing in that was sniffing around her legs and she looked very, very uncomfortable. But he, you know, he, he was working on the fact that... So maybe it's a similar principle with um, Gavin, his, um, Sir Gav and his arachnid.
1: It could be, couldn't it? Yeah. It the, could be.
0: The language in these emails was quite choice as well, wasn't it, from what I can recall?
1: Well, all I can say, again, we've, we've used our previous careers as a reference point before, but if I'd sent notes like that to a colleague, I would have mm. been out of my ear. Mm. It's evidence as well. It's not like anyone's denying it. No, but you can't use the f word to no. somebody. Are you? You just can't. You just can't. <laughs> no. No.
0: Well, I say you can't. I, I'm sure that um, uh, there are certain other press secretaries that may well have used the, uh, maybe. the f word at some point in the past. But they, they, they had the. Uh, good sense not to put it down in black and white. There's a difference to what you say in a closed office, isn't there? Not that I'm suggesting that either you or I have ever used this sort of foul language. I know I haven't and I'm sure you haven't. But I think there's a difference to what you might say in a closed office when you're there with one person as opposed to what you might put in a traceable email.
1: Well, you know, it certainly doesn't tick the professionalism and integrity boxes. No, I suppose he, he's, he's honest. It <laughs> it's what he thought. Well, but I, yeah. I, I'd, 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 I must admit, I hadn't heard that Sunak had backed him. But there again, we've heard that one before, haven't we? We have. It's a bit like the chairman's vote of confidence, isn't it? It is. It, yeah. It's. But we'll have to see where it rolls. But. Uh, Either way, he wasn't that popular. I think he should go and join Hancock in the jungle. I think,
0: <laughs> I think all, all, quite well there. all we need is for him to make a statement about him being a fighter, not a quitter. And we'll know he'll be out within the week.
1: That's right. <laughs> and something about growth.
0: Growth, 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 yes. But uh, <laughs> it's quite, quite bizarre. And of course, behind all this, um, uh, I think I may have mentioned you before, if you were a, a cynic as opposed to a Sunak... You'd be thinking, oh very good <laughs> you'd be, <laughs> you'd be thinking to yourself, "Well, we haven't heard much about the uh because she's sort of it's all been this has taken preeminence in terms of a story, isn't it in, uh, other than what she's doing with Manston and uh, how she's getting on with Sir Roger Gale just as of late all
1: oh, right, so you think uh, Rishi said uh, oh Gav, uh, you know those whatsapps you sent to Wendy." <laughs> <laughs> you don't mind if we lead them <laughs> to the to, well, to the mirror or whatever.
0: Well, I don't. I don't think Sir Gav's involved in it, but I. I wouldn't. You know, I. I, I wonder why it's suddenly come to light now. Yeah. Why it's taken us the, the the funeral was how many weeks back, and this conservative internal investigation is ongoing isn't it so i understand they're waiting for the outcome of that um as to what they consider he's done
1: well i'm 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 no inspector Cluzo, but i'm not <laughs> sure how much investigating you need to do no it's just right in front of you <laughs> it's, it's like a four minute job isn't
0: it <laughs> well it's like kicking it into the long grass isn't it i think that's, that's what we're doing here so i'm so, free yeah So, m- moving on, I suppose we ought to have a, a little chat about COP mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and w- what's happening at the moment in uh, Sharm El Sheikh, which is a nice resort which they've all, they're all decamped to, they've all flown into and used their carbon allowances for the year, I'm sure. And uh, they're all talking about how they can keep... Uh, Carbon levels down to under 2.5, I believe, by 20, 2030.
1: Which, yeah, um, that's what they agreed at the last one. Yeah,
0: that was at Glasgow, wasn't it? I Glasgow. Believe. Yeah,
1: yeah. Alup Sharma's gig.
0: Yeah, and there's lots of other interesting. I mean, it's like a it's like a big shindig, isn't it? There's lots of other hmm. interesting characters. I believe. Um, well, I don't believe. I know. Boris has flown in, hasn't he? Did you see? He uh, he's there at the moment. Yeah, but uh,
1: well, that was uh, in the news last week, wasn't he? But, but what's he doing there then? Uh,
0: well, I think he's sort of claiming uh, cop as part of his legacy. You know, it's one of his one of his things. I saw him today uh, at a press conference where he was talking about. Um, uh, at, actually criticizing the trust administration right for having open season on allowing uh fracking all over the or were going to allow fracking all over the country of course that's another in out shaking all about hokey cokey policy isn't it because it was it was banned under the johnson administration and it was open season supposedly under trust and, and mr reese mogg which we've spoken about before and we were Where he suggested that they'd only have fracking in those areas where the local population wanted to have a carnival about it and thought it was wonderful.
1: Did you you hear about that guy? Because he said he wouldn't mind his back garden, didn't he? He said that. (laughs) Did you hear about that guy, I can't remember his name, who was actually going to spoof him before he was kicked out? (laughs) And they. They were going to get the yellow jackets, one of those drills, <laughs> and put it literally oh. at his back garden.
0: Oh, what a shame that didn't come about. That would have been marvellous. Oh, oh Imagine almost... in
1: his tweed jacket, JRM. <laughs> Got the full
0: ensemble, hasn't
1: he? The tweed Excuse me, old boy. What are you doing? Out. We're just fracking in your back garden. Hope you don't mind. It's all right, isn't it? You said it was okay.
0: <laughs> oh it's a shame that didn't come about it's a great but yeah. Um, so yeah Boris is there um, and I think that's one of the main reasons why um, I think Rishi's flown in now hasn't he I don't know whether you saw that
1: well I did see that I think that's a bit unfair because he did say he'd made incredibly good progress <laughs> on the finances <laughs> and had found a couple of days so I hope uh, you're not suggesting he's only there because Boris is there
0: sure. I, I would I would never suggest that No. Um, that he's not there on, on merit. Although he seemed to be, he stopped, supposedly he's gone along with Liz Trusted decision to stop Charles, King Charles going, has not he? And, uh, mm. and, and he's there himself now. I did see pictures of him this afternoon on a bilateral meeting with uh, President Macron, where they okay. hugged and, and kissed in the traditional French manner as as politicians do, and and yeah. all smiles, and and presumably that bodes well for resolving the uh, the immigration issue between Britain and France. Um, uh, I haven't had a readout, I don't think yet, of the uh, the outcome of the bilateral. But the the mood music seems to be a lot better than maybe it was under Truss, who could decide whether Macron was friend or foe mm. um, or for that man under Boris who seemed to blow hot and cold didn't he with um, with European leaders it was a bit um... so yeah I don't know quite what's going to come out of this cop I was talking to somebody yesterday one of my friends who was um, suggesting that it all it is all just a bit of a a shindig that it's a window dressing because they haven't followed through, and this is what Boris was saying, really, they haven't followed through on those agreements that were signed up to in Glasgow. And far from reducing our carbon output worldwide, it's going up still, which um, which is a bit concerning.
1: I'd what it what it is, um, it's somebody was saying that if temperatures rise sort of 1.7, 1.8 degrees centigrade above 1850s levels. That's the baseline, apparently. I didn't realise that until I heard heard this. Um, That half the world's population could be exposed to life-threatening heat and humidity. Goodness. Which is quite scary, isn't it? Half the world. And and I know it's a micro example, but do you remember those days in the summer here where Mm. temperatures were off the clock, weren't they? I've never known it so hot.
0: No, blisteringly hot,
1: wasn't
0: it? Yeah, wasn't even. I mean, you and I will remember back to the summer of seventy six. Seventy six. Do you remember yeah. the summer of seventy six? I can remember. I do. I, I was with you at a boys' brigade camp. I'm letting secrets out now, but I can remember. Um, we we had the the officers at that boys' brigade camp were very keen on everybody drinking and drinking and drinking, and not dehydrating and i can remember going on cross country runs in 101 degrees which um not the best of but there we are we were younger and more foolish and, and
1: it probably, probably wasn't as hot no probably not as it was probably wasn't 34 35 degrees c i know yeah. that's nothing compared with some parts of the world but it felt very warm yeah um but yeah it, it is a concern because um, you've got the, the heat and humidity aspects and then you've got rising sea levels and some countries and islands are literally not going to exist anymore. Mm. And so you've had all these pledges and all this good intent in Glasgow and not an awful lot's happened. And even even in the UK, we, we, you know, we like to say, oh, we're leading on the pledges and everything, but the things we need to put in motion for it to happen Mm. haven't happened and i guess this is what happens when world events get in the way Mm. Uh, not least the the war the war in ukraine and and the fact that's driving a lot of nations to go back to fossil fuels Mm. for obvious reasons to some extent they've got no choice
0: yeah yeah it's it's a a difficult call isn't it really
1: it's hugely difficult Uh. if you're the if you're the 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 minister or the prime minister who's got to make the calls
0: Mm. Yes, it. Um, there was, I mean, taking the same factors into consideration, I, I was listening to one of the uh, representatives from one of the African nations yesterday who was complaining that the commitments that have been made in Glasgow in terms of funding for issues in, in Africa on, on that side of things hadn't been lived up to. And she made the valid point, I guess, that money and i don't know where i stand on this money can always be found for war i mean the billions that are being pumped into the ukraine conflict from both sides uh, i mean all sorts of levels it's quite it's very sad isn't it that we as a civilization we're back to spending huge sums of money to work out how we can blow each other up where we'd be far better off spending that money on issues that face us with regard to the climate, but also that sort of money were directed towards finding a cure for cancer or finding a cure for heart disease or there's so much more worthy causes that could be looked to spend that money on. And I don't know how you avoid that. I mean I'm looking looking at things through rose tinted glasses, I'm sure, especially when you've got somebody who seems to want to leave a legacy in terms of rebuilding a greater Russia. Um, I don't know, what do you do? But no, it is, a, it is an issue that's playing into COP, isn't it, the money that they've got available to spend?
1: Well, there's two issues, isn't there? There's the money to help um, countries effectively decarbonise, and the second issue which has is reared its ugly head is uh, reparations. Mm. Where some of the countries who are suffering are saying to those who are inverted commas causing uh, global warming that you need to pay us some reparations. Well, I I just think that's a non-starter because I was thinking about that this morning. So you take you take something we're going to be talking about in five minutes. You know our 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 country's budget when when you're looking at precious little or or nothing. Uh, more in the pot for uh, foreign aid and A how do you justify reparations and B even if you paid it how could you possibly be sure that it was going to uh, reduce a carbon footprint Mm. so I I just think we're going around in circles I think it's very simple in that that the polluting countries need to reduce their carbon emissions and we'll start there thanks very much Mm,
0: absolutely I'd agree with that it's interesting that um the papers uh, seem to be suggesting that it's being given consideration by the Sunak administration. It's not been ruled out of hand, the reparations things, whereas we talk about Boris arriving at COP, he's actually ruled it out, although he's not in a position to rule anything out at the moment. I mean, presumably he's back off to his beach once he's been there, but. Um, interesting slant on these things,
1: isn't it? It's not going to happen. And because I think the foreign aid, international aid budget is something like 0.7% GDP. Well, they're already talking about a little bit of accounting magic and charging all the costs of um, illegal immigration against that. Mm. Uh, All the things we've been hearing about in the news recently. Yeah. So if there's... (laughs) If we're trying to fudge that budget, mm. my goodness, where, where a reparations budget would come yeah. from with, yeah. with no legal obligation or I just think we should focus on reducing emissions full stop. problem you've got, of course, is m- massive um, polluters such as China, Russia, India that they're not. They're not really showing a lot of enthusiasm, are they?
0: No, they're not there, are they? Apparently.
1: Well, com- no, no, they've put it politely. Not up. Yeah. No, there's um, a China yeah. and Russia.
0: I mean, I think India are there, but China and Russia have not have not shown. Okay, that's well, that's not great, is it? What you said about the overseas aid budget. They've also included this year uh, the costs um, entailed with regard to resettling. Ukrainian refugees.
1: Oh, yes. That's
0: all been taken out of the overseas aid budget as well. Yeah. Which, um, you know, that's that's not...
1: But it has to be, doesn't it? <laughs> because, you know, there's this there's this never-ending demand for uh, the country to pay, but it's not the country, is it? It's you and me. Mm. And as we've seen from Trussonomics, it, it doesn't work.
0: No. It, it,
1: there has to be... Income has to broadly... Uh, uh, exceed or be only just a little bit less than expenditure. Mm. You just can't, There isn't a money, magic money tree.
0: No, absolutely. Which sort of leads us on quite nicely into our third topic for the day, yes. isn't it? Um, which I know we've, we've covered a little bit up to now haven't we, but um, that's the uh, the autumn statement as it is being called now on 17th of November that's right um, which is the um the 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 once delayed and i can see the the wisdom in moving it from halloween i thought that was that was a absolute <laughs> gift for headline writers to yeah. have it on halloween yeah um but yeah that's on the, the first thing
1: you do isn't it when you google and hopefully someone has googled the significance of the 17th of november make sure it's not got any <laughs> you know <laughs> sort of saints day or whatever yes <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's quite an interesting thing, isn't it? Because first of all, we had the fiscal event, which was upgraded in the media to a mini budget. Mm. And then we had um, a mini budget, I think it was going to be, on the 31st of October, which was upgraded to a full autumn statement. And we keep hearing things, but there's there's been some new stuff come out over the last few days which I think has got legs and it's a little, it's a little bit niche, but, uh, they're talking about, um, reducing, uh, the amount that one can receive in dividends, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, people might know, not know, but in the UK you can have 2000 pounds worth of share dividends from your massive portfolio. Uh, uh, Tax-free, which is which is nice if you've Mm. you've got some shares, but that could either be reduced or removed or removed for high-rate taxpayers. That might happen. Capital gains tax for people who buy and sell assets, whether they be stocks and shares or anything else, you can have twelve thousand three hundred pounds worth of gains per individual per year tax-free, but that might be reduced or removed or removed for high-rate taxpayers. So Mm. the those those two things are being talked about uh, and I guess um, politically would be the, the the typical Tory voter probably wouldn't like it but it would be a little bit more acceptable to the masses I would think.
0: Do you know, um, a $64 million question, do you know how much those sort of measures would raise? They sound as though they'd be tinkering around the edges.
1: I think they'll be tinkering around the edges. So I think we'll be talking millions, not billions. Mm. Um, but they might be nice little sound bites. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah it could could always be argued that that the uh, most well off are uh, shouldering more of the burden than
1: than than the exactly than the lower pay. And then you'll have the other the other things. So the so called stealth taxes, where you just freeze. We talked about this before. You continue to freeze personal allowances. Mm. Um, uh, for eons, uh, and then inflation grabs people who didn't ever think they'd pay higher rate tax, for example, and all of a sudden they're caught by it. And then you get all the complications with child benefit, which is for another day. Um, so that's that's potentially it. For then, anyone who's got a pension Mm. They're talking about um, freezing lifetime allowances, and this is getting very technical. Mm. But uh, at the moment, I think you can your pension fund can be about a million pounds.
0: Quite, quite large, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's quite large. Yeah, but there are people who are in company pension schemes or have had their own pension scheme for many, many years could could find um, that they have to suffer about twenty five percent tax. On any amount above the lifetime allowance, so you hear a lot of people sometimes say, oh, "I'm, I'm at the maximum I can have in my pension." Mm. Uh, often, what they mean is they don't want to go over that figure, so that yeah. some of their pension is whacked. I have so there's heard, lots of these mm, bits had, and bobs.
0: I had heard in that in that connection as well that they were talking about um, taking away. Um, allow tax allowances for pension contributions at the higher rate which I think they have at the moment. Right, so, okay. So that's another area yep. where they, they'd they be snipping away at the the edges isn't it really because it, it was quite um, and your old friends were back in the news as well today uh, in the press that they are they're playing with the idea again and as to whether this is something that they're doing to heighten fears and then they'll 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 say oh we you know we haven't done that after all but they had um, uh, the triple lock is back in the news again today about whether they'll stick with that and also um, benefits whether benefits will rise in in line with inflation so we're, we're sort of it's all being built up to be knocked down I would suggest
1: yeah and of course what we what we know from the work we've done ourselves, because we did have a look at the books, didn't we, mm. on the OBR website, like it or not, the big savings are in those areas. If you mm. if you chose not to uprate um, uh, pensions, old age pensions by the triple lock, you are looking at billions. And if you chose to not uprate all the benefits in line with inflation, you are looking at billions. Mm. Uh, so something has to give somewhere, doesn't it? Or you have to make swinging cuts into public services, mm. which is even a more of a scary thought given the state of our public services today.
0: I think that's politically unpalatable at the moment. I mean, you could raise money at the other end, can you? We we spoke about, um, obviously, he's brought. Uh, corporation tax back into play national insurance is being talked about again isn't it The, the yes it 25%. was
1: yeah you said that yeah.
0: yeah which um
1: well it's interesting to track the life of the national insurance which was originally increased to pay for the health and social care levy wasn't it mm, yeah do you remember
0: yes i do yeah
1: what happened was it got increased nobody liked that so what they did is they raised the national insurance threshold to pretty much match it. So basic ra- rate taxpayers pretty much got that back. Mm. And then trust said, no, we're not going to increase national insurance anymore. So I think it's in, the, in November's pay packets, people will see a, a small reduction in national insurance, but mm. they've still got the higher tax threshold on so it. So
0: they're raising less from it than they were doing yeah, in the bit, first Yeah, it's a classic.
1: <laughs> and then if you're, if you're right, from what you, you said, it's going to come back again. <laughs> but what won't happen is the money won't be legally enshrined in law to go to the no. NHS and social care. No. Or will it? <laughs> I,
0: don't know. I don't. I don't. I think you're right. I don't think it was because they were. It's they were going to be using that money to help with backlogs in the NHS, weren't they? As opposed to, because what make of, them
1: what, worse? You mean? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Boris's idea was that that would that was his um, ready-made yeah ready-cooked meal, wasn't it? The uh, to, to oh, solve yes. the solve the social care problem. But, um, but you can
1: see how pe- uh, uh, nobody listening to this podcast should even try and backtrack that sequence of events because there's much better things to do with your life. But how do you keep track of all this? What chance have you got?
0: Well, you can't, can you really? You, you just you just don't know. I think that's why they ought to be putting, I suppose that's the OBR is there for, isn't it, to be putting out figures when they put these um, these policies out to give you some... Some guidance on on how much it should raise and how much it, you know, but
1: well, what what we need to do then, given this conversation, is we need to to have a um, autumn statement pod. Yes. Uh, on the the sixteenth at the latest of yes. November. Yes. And, and put our proposals. And who who's
0: going to play um, chancellor? Are you going to be? Are you going to be Hunt?
1: I'll be, I'll be Jeremy Hunt.
0: Okay, you can be Hunt, and and, and Who are I can, you going to be then? Well, I'm, I'm going to be. Are you going to be Rachel Reeves? Rachel Reeves <laughs> sitting at <laughs> the back, throwing paper darts down. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we shall have to do that. So next week is then is our going to be our autumn statement.
1: Well, unless other events take over. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should we should have an autumn statement Some, somewhere near the sixteenth. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And all our figures will match up. And uh, and are, are we going mm. to have somebody, or the Office of Budget Responsibility, going to oversee and issue their own report on our autumn <laughs> statement? No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and the good news is we won't have to face the public. <laughs> to explain it, but no. I think I I think when push comes to shove, I think it's going to be half and half. I think it would be fifty percent tax rises and fifty percent um, reduction in either public services or benefits. Yeah, yeah. yeah because I d- I don't think you can achieve either with one one sort of side no. of it. It's, it's no different to you know, running your household budget, is it? If, if, no. if, if it doesn't meet, you try and earn a little bit more by doing overtime or taking on a second job and reduce your costs.
0: I think that's the operative word, the operative two words, isn't it? Over time, I don't think they're going to try and do it all in one hit. So I think they're building up worries and expectations to then show, as long as they can show the markets that over time, uh, as a percentage of GDP, the debt is coming down then i think everybody will be happy
1: and i think this I, I guess if you go back to the european exchange rate mechanism that would be the previous occasion the markets had a wobble mm. uh, but this is a really being or this has been a really big wake up call the sort of quantitative trust thing that it doesn't matter what what your politics in the end and what what your manifesto says and what great intent you have and even what your majority is <laughs> mm. if the sums don't add up it ain't happening no and and i think that's where we're at
0: no i agree and i think it's uh it's a steady the market's like steady as she goes don't they really they don't they do, they don't like while veering swings to the right or swings to the left and and revolutionary policies as opposed to evolutionary policies they they want That's to it. see things stable and see what's happening in the future but, um, well here we are so i think we've we sort of reached the end of the end of our time for today um um hopefully we'll um we'll be back with you for uh, our autumn statement next week um whether we'll be Bong, bong, bong. Riff raff News by then or not. I'm not quite sure, but we're working on it.
1: And you continue to do the sound effects. Don't you? <laughs> well,
0: we, can, we can share the sound effects if you want. Bong, bong. I need It's a bit like um, Heidi High, isn't it? I need a, a glockenspiel. Dong, dong, dong. Riff <laughs> Raff News. Do you remember the eye dents on, on the independent television channels. They yes. always used to like the doom doom doom. Do you remember that one? Doom doom. doom. A T V that one was. But if you yeah, listen- I think they were
1: in tune though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you listen to them they all matched the the letters so that you could sing it to yourself. A T V boom boom
1: I have to admit I don't ever remember <laughs> the ATV. But uh, uh, Perhaps that's a a good moment to say uh, good evening, and I'll see you soon.
0: Absolutely. See you soon. Take care. Bye. Cheers, guys.